Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever, whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing in common. I can't stay comfortable comments. Yo, 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 what's going on? Oh, man, we down, we down a couple, but you know, like Belichick say, you know, next man up, you know, we still here. We got to give you all this content right now. We here with Reem. What's up, Reem? What up, what up, fellas? What's up, what's up, Shiz? Yo, yo. Yeah, you know me, the host up be front like you know the most. The man that don't need no introduction. It's the Teflon Don, the Don Dada. Yo, how many times you rehearsed that in the mirror, bro? <laughs> that rolled off, off the, that, that, off the top of the dome. Nah, bro. that rolled off way too smooth, bro. I'll give it to you, though. <laughs> nah, man. Um, <laughs> yo, man, first thing, actually, first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, I wish we had some music to cue up Boys to Men um, because we had a, a heartbreaking split this week, a heartbreaking split. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, fellas, but Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are no longer together. Oh, damn. damn. A cue up under the road. Whoever can do that. I would sing it, but I can't sing. So I just I can't believe in true love anymore. If they don't make it, I don't know how any of us can do it, man. That, that's what I'm saying, man. I thought this was the one. I thought this was the one. <laughs> and they had the batch. Of, he got the tattoos, too. Yeah, what's right? he going to do with he the tattoos? Actually, you know, one thing I saw from that story that was kind of like surprising was... Um, I saw this article that said Pete Davidson is in trauma therapy because of that. Now, did you guys yeah. see that? Yeah, I did. And that that was the headline that they, he was in trauma therapy. And there's a lot of different types of therapies. I'm not familiar exactly of what trauma therapy is. Like there are therapies and modalities to treat trauma, but I'm not sure mm. what trauma therapy is. So like a headline grab, which is a really weird thing to do to say that like, he's sad he's he's upset but like, <laughs> I, I just felt like that was an asshole thing for whoever posted that shit but. <laughs> like what what trauma i'm sorry right. like but what right. trauma relationships were tough man but yo hey, so, listen there's, there's a lot to living lavishly not yeah. i mean there's definitely a lot to unpack with that family in general i mean look at yeah look at my man lamar odom like look what happened to him that's mm-hmm. true you my man, my man Skeet quit his job thinking that he was gonna be <laughs> he was gonna be living nice. <laughs> quit too early. Oh, he was man. listening to Beyonce music. Then he, he got a he got a tattoo too. Uh, yeah, Kim's name. Yeah, he ain't never. Gonna I thought he got the whole family tattoo. I thought he. I thought that was uh someone trolling or him. He just seemed trolling. excited. Yeah, I. I. It might have been a troll. Actually. He got got he by a savvy about... older woman. He got got by a savvy older woman. Hey, but listen, he he but listen, you know what? Hold your head up, King, because hey, he bounced back. He's with, um, he, he is. He has a good list. Uh, yeah, he, he does. That's what I'm saying. Uh, he he was bounced Ariana back with the girl from uh, Shit's Creek. Um, what's her <clears> name? <throat> she plays Alexis Rose on 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 Shit's Creek. The, is that the main girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget her. her I forget oh, the really? actress's name. Yeah, he's wow. been seen with her. So, oh, okay. You'll be all right. I guess that trauma yeah. therapy is working, Reem. <laughs> I guess so. Shout out Hold to your the head up, King. Mm-hmm. But there is that thing, like, like he he has that that attached to him about like, 
mental health or like uh therapy like P- there's certain people certain celebrities that like i have that attached with them now like mm-hmm. pete davidson is one of them kid cuddy his friend is another one of them like mm-hmm. but it's it, it's i don't know how beneficial that is when they keep doing that like you said that headline i don't know how beneficial that headline was uh, yeah the headline is terrible i mean yeah. it, it stigmatizes therapy in general but then it's like it's not something that needs to be public for him. Like I'm sure he's hurting. Like he seemed like he was really about that relationship. He was enjoying hanging out with the kids. Like he got a tattoo. So like he was obviously loving it. So he's hurt. But to say he's going through trauma therapy, I'm gonna take a guess and say that's not really what he what it is. But you know, he's talking to a therapist about how much that hurts. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think that's good. For Yo, how uh, listen, how, how, for him. how real was it for Kim? Y'all think that oh, was just like a no. swift move, or I think like, that I think the beginning might have actually been real. Like she I think was, she was looking for somebody interested. after Kanye. She was yeah. definitely interested in him, but okay. in a different way that Pete was interested in her. Mm. Mm. I think just, she uh, knew that it was fun. only she knew there was a time. She knew there was an expiration date. Right. I think she definitely knew that. Wasn't she talking about their sex life on inter- interviews and stuff? Like I think she yeah. she mentioned she was getting into it too. Yeah, I mean, like I, how I, she how she got him, like how, why she wanted him. Yep. I think yeah. I, she mentioned on um keeping up with the Kardashians now on Hulu. Um yo, we don't do ads. <laughs> did you just plug keeping up with the Kardashians? Check please. Fact, fact. Yeah, yeah. They're not Edgar, edit that out. They're not paying us. But um yeah, I think she mentioned because it was after the when she was hosting SNL and I think they kissed, and then I think that kind of sparked something for her and to me, it seemed like, oh, I'd be down to, you know, smash him. And then it just kind of manifested into something else. Mm. So, I mean, if you go in it, if you go into it with that mindset, yeah, it's not going to, it's not going to last. <laughs> yeah. Like they're in two completely different spots of life yeah. and two completely different tax brackets. But does, does yeah. that matter, D? I, I think it absolutely does matter. <laughs> In the case of Kim Kardashian. Okay. In some cases, I don't, but I think it does matter with Kim. It should be accounted for at the very least. Yeah. Um, But I do think Kim enjoyed having someone who was not as notable as she is. Mm. I think it's easier for her to move around with someone who's not, like, when you have two people who are at that level of stardom, it's hard to move around, you know? And yeah, Kanye like, is like up of, there for like if you see Kanye in public, you're he's getting pictures, he's getting stopped. Like he's because yeah, he's and, so and the amount of security you out. have to have, you got to plan that yeah. out meticulously. Like yeah, you can't you just get up and go. Move. Yeah. But if you have like someone like Pete, not, not that obviously he's famous. I'm not trying to diss him while I'm saying that. I'm saying, but if you have someone with that status of celebrity, then it's yeah. easier to move around. You think is B is P uh is he like B list at this point? He's got a couple movies at this point. He's got SNL. He's done a lot of uh. I feel like being with uh Kim, he's definitely B list now. Mm-hmm. Like I think she brought him yeah. up a couple, couple stages. Like we we had this conversation early, early on. Like we were like, did Kim lift up Kanye's status? Did Kanye lift up Kim's status? Um, mm. I'm of the belief that you know. There's mutual, there mm. mutual benefits, benefits, but at the end, I definitely think Kanye uh, did a lot for Kim. Um, that legitimized her in the eyes of other people. Because I think people, and it's not just her, it's also the times. 
and that people looked at reality TV stars in general, like, well, you're just a reality TV star. And now we see other other reality TV stars, like the people of Jersey Shore making money. Snooki's making money. Uh, what's it? Cardi B's making money. Like all these people from reality TV shows are now laughing to the bank. So it could also be like uh, a signal of the times changing as well, which just raised their notoriety at the same time. Like it was just like good timing that all this happened at once. But beforehand, I mean, Chris Humphreys, what happened to him? Yeah, that's true. Miles Austin, what happened to him? Reggie like, Bush. Like these dudes weren't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been good. They did, guys, they did Reggie they dirty, they though. They weren't really, um, yeah, they, did. they didn't have much notoriety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Kanye definitely uh, catapulted Kim's, I guess, stardom and her reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess, like you said, I guess it could be a mutual thing, but I don't know. I think just Ye is just a bigger public figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she I mean, has he, the... He she, literally, no, I, he literally oh, says, fault. or she will admit yeah. that he threw all her clothes out. Yeah. And like, he styled, like, he, he started styling her. Yeah, and I like, think she's a big part of Kim yeah, Kardashian's I, I style. Think, I think he, Kim, Kanye has definitely allowed Kim to cross over into that fashion industry, mm-hmm. you know, with her, her clothing line. And then I, before that, she had what Dash, like that shit wasn't really popping until she was fucking with Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess we would need someone more on the Kim Kardashian side on this conversation because I'm definitely more aligned with Kanye. I'll admit my bias in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's tough to imagine. I think they both probably have somewhat similar careers. Like they both can still be pretty successful. I think Kanye's success is way more independent of Kim's. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Kim's Kim probably still would have been successful, but I think a larger portion of her success was attributed to Kanye and, and his music connections, his industry connections and things like that. Whereas I'm sure Kanye got help from Kim's connections, especially. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure he got help too. So I just think that Kanye probably was more independent in terms of. Yeah. And shout out to more. And shout out to the woman behind the curtain, man. Chris Jenner, yo, she's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, man. you know what I mean? Uh, from the, from the Ray J sex tape to, to now, man, she's, she's making, she's making moves happen. So a little empire. She means got the she got like a fourth generation now with all the little ones with like North and Stormy and all of them. Like it, she, that's the next squad. She got the up. blueprint, bro. She she's they figuring the it out. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also talking about legacy and generation, there was that picture of um LeBron and working or the pictures and the videos of LeBron working out with his kids. And I just wanted to mention that and say shout out to Black Fatherhood. I thought that was dope. Um, that was dope. And then did you see that Bronny and Bryce played in the game together? Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, was that what? So was that like a, a UK tour, a Europe tour, or something? Like what was what was going I on? See, I that? thought it was in the states. Was it? Was it outside the country? Was it? Was it like an Under Armour game or something like that? It or looks X like there's strive for greatness jerseys. Honestly, or the team that Bronny been playing on. Gotcha. Um, 
So I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I saw Braun made a post about it. And um, yeah, like that's got to be dope to see too. Like both your sons playing on the same team together, you know, both highly rated high school basketball players. Um, yeah, you, you think Bryce is 6'6 six, six now, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> this dude blew Dog, up. Shot up. Man. Shot up. Like he last year, he was like, what, like 5'10? He shot up um, and he still, he still has his like, teenage body you know what i mean like he hasn't grown into yeah. his, his yeah. like Bronny looks like he's got like he's been working out Bronny looks like he's been working out mm-hmm. but bryce still look like he's still figuring out that coordination and how to fit his body yeah so once yeah. he does that he's gonna be it's gonna be a problem yeah bright bryce might turn into like size he could turn into a size wise like smaller lebron like he's yeah. he's got the build potentially to do that yeah, Even just it. watching his post move, like the, the his post move ability or his ability around the rim, like he was falling mm-hmm. backwards to hit like a, a drop step reverse, like left reverse uh, opposite hand layup. Which is like yeah. I don't know how you have that ability, <laughs> that innate ability to just know where you are on the court yeah. and still hit that gracefully. Is it too early to tell who might have the upside? Well, I think right. Ronnie stopped growing, so he, if he stays at six three. It's tough. Yeah, we'll have to see. He's going to have to get a lot better. Not that he's not good, but just size-wise. Yeah, because Bronny, he's going into his senior year? Yeah. Junior year. Yeah, he's going into senior year. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you never know. I think um, AD grew like three, four inches, maybe six inches, actually. Yeah, AD, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, so it happens, but. See. What's his name? The Admiral David Robinson grew mad mounts. Man, that shit's just not fair, bro. <laughs> Imagine going into the summer and you're like 5'10 to see your homie at the start of the like the first day of school, and this nigga's like 6'8. Like, <laughs> it's like damn. what were you doing, bro? Like, right. That kind of happened genetic. with Lamelo too, though, right? Like he was mad yeah, small for a while. Yeah, Lamelo's six yes. eight, right? Six Seven, six, six, seven, six, seven, six, eight. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he blew up too. But I always think that you know those late bloomers, those are like where the real talent is because you have you're pretty much a guard your entire life, and then you get all this size. I just your coordination, mm-hmm. you can handle the ball and stuff. You can't teach that to a big man, someone yeah, who's really always big. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's either that or you turn at the street clothes like AD. <laughs> You just you grew too fast, too quick, and now Man. your body can't heal. Yeah, I can't believe that. Let's, this, let's pray for this man. Pray for a healthy Lakers team. That's all. Yeah, but that's also the good thing about LeBron chilling with his family, seeing his family. I think it just takes a. It's a different kind of, or like it takes the pressure off off of basketball when he's like, "Oh, dude, my kids are out here balling." Like. Mm. Like I, I hope he plays a little more free, a little more happy um during the season because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his life life is good, man. You it's tough to complain for anybody, but especially him, right? Like mm-hmm. he should he has no reason to not play free at this point. Mm-hmm. Like he got nothing to he's nothing to prove. Like mm-hmm. all the people yeah. you guys have proved something to is the his family, his kids. Right. And like and that's just putting providing at that point. Yeah. Which he's been doing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I hope we see a, a 
a lifted LeBron. Um, but yeah, man. So let's move on to the what's in your Serato section. Um, I recently was fortunate enough to be gifted tickets to go see the Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale in the Big Steppers concert uh, because I wasn't going to pay for that, but I got free tickets. Uh, oh, and oh. The, free, the free tickets was nice. I was off of the Raptors in a TD Garden. Nice little spot over there. They renovated it. Um, but I did enjoy the concert. Kendrick is a showman. But there's a couple things I wanted to note about this concert. First, the way he stacked the concert, like the, the sequence of it, he would go new album, old song, new album, old song. He performed a, a song from the new album, then he performed a hit from his past. So the way that stacked to go every other one on, one off told me that maybe he, he realized that people weren't messing with the album as much because usually when I go to shows, the new the artist will do the new album and then he'll end with the they'll end with him or her will end with the hits. So I thought that was interesting that he layered it. Um, but it did work in the sense that the crowd got hyped. And then for those who, who were there for the, for the um, new album, they also were hyped. So that was cool. But then I also noticed there was a bunch of white people there. And I went with my boy, Will, who's like certified white boy from Maine. And he even, he even realized that. He was like, oh, there's a considerable amount of white people here. Mm. I was like, yeah, this, this is cr- kind of kind of crazy. I, I was, and not just that, they were Gen Zers. A lot of them were Gen Zers, like wow. early 20s. If not, some of them look like high school. Mm. So I was surprised by that. Even when we pulled up, we pulled up at, 8.15, the concert started at 7.30, pulled at 8.15, 8.30. There was no line. It looked like nothing was happening in TD Garden. Why'd you pull up so late? Because yeah, that's just... Don't you add, like, that should uh, be late, you cool guy. Exactly. Like, that's just who he is. Let that, <laughs> let that rock. No big deal. Concert started at 7.30. Like got there and then another opener. You know what I'm saying? Like He I did the same the thing for the J. Cole. Yeah. I'm like, bro, let's get there. Like, I don't Yo. need to see the opener. I don't need to see that. Man. I don't see, need to see it. No <laughs> love for the guy who's trying to make it. We pulled up for J. Cole. How did that look? Say it again. We pulled up for J. Cole. That was like a line out the door. Yeah. Like, still. And we pulled up late for that. This well, one who, was like, who, nobody who was, was there. But who was the opening act for Kendrick? Baby King. Well, I mean... I feel like Baby King is still like a <laughs> no, that's no disrespect to Baby King because I really yeah. I it's really better like, than Maz. What's his name? Uh, Murray Mozzie? Who, no, who but 21, 21 Savage opened up for Cole. oh yeah, Twenty One Savage opened up for Cole. yeah. So I mean, it's a different yeah yeah. I feel like Baby King is he's definitely if we were out on the West Coast, you know, yeah. I feel like the the people out there were showing some love, but I mean location and stuff i kind of get that but when was the concert what day concert was <clears throat> wednesday that's yeah wednesday. wednesday so i'm i'm yeah. not sure i don't know if covid was a factor like i don't know but i was extremely shocked that the lack of buzz that was going there wasn't even like t-shirt dudes out there trying to sell t-shirts you know how they you know they'd be like yo ten dollars out here twenty dollars inside get a t-shirt there was a Red Sox game that week, that day. There was. There was. 
Hmm. How do you know how much the tickets were going for? Roughly? I don't know. Like I said, I got mine free, and I wasn't planning mm-hmm. on going if it wasn't free. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right. So let me ask you this: Why? Why wouldn't you have gone if it wasn't? Like, I wouldn't have paid for it. Yeah, because I'm not trying. I still don't like his new album. Okay, so there might be a lot of niggas who would. That's like what I think you. it says. I think that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, and I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people like that, like me, and I think there's a lot of people. And I think he realized that, which is why he layered it the way he did. But then one could say that if he performs one song from his new album and then he plays a throwback, it could just, you know, just that con- that contrast between my old shit and then how far I've grown. Because, I mean, this is definitely like a growth and like reflective album. I will say the people who were there for the new album, <laughs> yeah, every word, mm. every word. I'm like, how do you memorize this? This is an offbeat. <laughs> this is like scattered and in like this doesn't. He's like talking at some points and then he's rapping. Like I don't know how you memorize this, but they memorize every single like every mm-hmm. word. You know what that kind of sounds like is like he's trying to associate the new album and the new songs with like also hit songs. So if he plays the the new album and then goes with someone from Good Kid, Mad City, which is a song you love then you're more likely to love the song prior to that and before that. So mm. it's kind of like this like psychological like mind trick, right? Everything around the for the song before and after um, Mr. Moral is going to be good. So you're going to associate everything in between is good too. So it just gives you like a constant feeling of oh, all this music was good. Yeah, that's a good really, point. It was just kind of back and forth. Man, that's a good but, point. He doing anything for Dan? He did huh? anything from damn. He did mostly damn. Really? Well, like, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. Like we could talk about this. Um, what was to, to Pimp a Butterfly was a great album, but I feel like I constantly go back to damn. Yeah, I love damn. He did loyalty. He did DNA. He did humble. He did love. He did um a bunch uh, I'm, I'm forgetting i gotta look up the rest of it but those off the top just four from that album already was like um also family ties rang off family ties shut that place down i will say yeah, that the, yeah, the arena that song, was shaking for yeah. family ties that song's hot that shit goes hard um did you also did see- element he did element too mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did like half of. He did half of. A... Yeah, so most of it was from damn. Damn, still yeah. rings for me, bro. Like I said, if I if I need to put Kendrick on, I'm putting on that album. Funny about that. This is also his first. This is also his first tour in five years. Mm. So, like you said, so Reem, I can see him. Yeah, stacking that in a certain way because he's like, I haven't toured in five years. So, let me, so, let me bring out the. Yeah, like he he's very thoughtful, and I, I believe he's very thoughtful in how he would. Like, oh, it was it a was concert, a beautiful so. like choreography and stage, yeah. like all that. Like he was telling a story. I don't know what the story was because it's Kendrick. Like, come on, but there was the story to be told that he was doing. Do you, do you know when you buy tickets, and you guys can say this for any concert that you've gone to? When you buy tickets, do do you have to enter enter any demographic info like? Mm-mm. No, you it's just you just like buying something online, right? Mm-hmm. Um 
Because I, I think it's interesting that he chose just from damn, right? When I think Good Kid, Mad City, I saw a post about this. It's been on the Billboard 200 for 500 weeks, something like, I think it said 10 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous amount of time. So arguably, it's one of the best albums that, have, that we've seen. He did Money Damn Trees. Is- he did uh, Don't Kill My Vibe. He did uh, Mad City. Mm. But so yeah, so he put songs from there. Yeah. But what I think is interesting because you said there's a lot of Gen Zers there, a lot of younger people there. I, I wonder how much that I wonder how much like his current fan base influences how he puts out the music and kind of how he organizes it, right? So like if you've got fans that are 14, 15, 16, they didn't hear, they're not as familiar with some of the older albums, right? So you're not going to put those songs on as much. You want fan, you want music that mostly fans recognize they can, you know, get excited for. Um, it was it was crazy. It, it made me think about just like how a lot of the people who consume hip hop are are like upper middle to upper class white people. Maybe especially think about for the high end artists like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just a reminder of that. Like, mm-hmm. like going to the J Cole concert again. I just I compared the two because those are contemporaries. I'm always going to compare Cole, Kendrick, and Drake because they all came up at the same time. But going to the Cole concert, Rashawn was there. That was like a grown and sexy concert. Like that was like an adult concert, but it wasn't like adult content. But it was like adult, like it was an adult vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you were a little kid there, I've been like, yo, you need to go home. Like this ain't for you. Yeah, it is. I felt like an old head in there. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's interesting the average the average ticket is 133 um for the kendrick concert right now for the kendrick tour mm. lowest wow. is 71 and artists in general this is where artists make their money is off of touring it's touring yeah because that's why yeah. they make because this is the most money that goes directly into their pocket without having to pay anybody else mm. i think some of them some artists like if you're a distinguished artist um you make around like between 60 to 70 cents to the dollar is just uh, yours. Wayne, but like with with like StubHub and what's the other one? Ticketmaster and stuff. StubHub, Are those SeatGeek, Ticketmaster? Yeah. Yeah. So those those apps, people could buy up those tickets for $133 and then flip them, right? For more. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. 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 So the the tickets arguably reflect demand right mm-hmm. um because if you if you've got yeah you've got a ridiculous amount of tickets but nobody's buying you have to lower the price to sell them so I well, guess you like chance to rap or you cancel the whole tour yo, yo honestly <laughs> it's, to, the this, whole tour? To, to this day don't trigger me d because to this oh, day is fuck that nigga bro <laughs> Like I, bought, I bought tickets. Oh, you bought tickets? What album was that for? Was that the for, hot um... the hot garbage album? The the freaking hot shower was the only decent song <laughs> uh, on that album. Oh, that bro. there's a recent one. Yeah. The one with the trash album cover, too. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Don't get me started, D. Say you out here triggering people. Damn. But I mean $133 for Kendrick. Like if I'm looking at that, I'm like, damn, that's like reasonable as fuck. And then, yeah, how, how you know it, what I mean? Sorry, I finished yet. No, I'm just saying like that's a reasonable price. So if I see that, I'm I'm hitting up the homies like, yo, let's go. Like yeah. you would think he would get. Well, was that, that a so, was that a sold out show, D? Um, it didn't look like it. Oh, uh-huh. it did not look like it. There's a lot of empty seats. 
there's a lot of FGC. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it was COVID. Yeah. I was hearing some stuff about like COVID. Uh, some some places have been refunding people. Yeah. Because they don't want it to be as packed with COVID. Yeah. Um, they had a floor, and half of the floor, you know, TD has it's a basketball or ice hockey rink, so yep. you can pack that with people, and it was two thirds. I would say about a half to two thirds was um was just empty space. Mm. And they packed everybody to the front. Uh, which also was different. And I was like, man, J. Cole had he had rows and chairs. So people were standing up, but there wasn't like a pit. But Kendrick, it was like a pit. And it's just like, man, I would hate to be in that. Just again, at, at this age, I would hate to be in that pit. Yeah. Just standing, just packed in there like sardines standing next to people. How much do you put um how much credit do you give to uh, how do I want to word this? Um, how much credit do you give to how much artists charge for their tickets? Like, does the does a ticket price is that indicative of how good an artist is or how popular it is? Like, do you put much into that? I put I put a lot into that, and then and if they do have one, they better have a great stage show. Mm. They better have because right, you're paying for the experience. Yeah. yeah, they better have an intricate show like. Kanye and Travis will put up their own money, like for their shows, for this um to to look a certain way, instead of using like the company, the label's money and whatnot. With another one, the weekend put in mad money to the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. show of, of his own money to make that look good. So if I'm paying a certain price, I'm expecting not just a not just because it's a certain caliber artist, I'm expecting it to be like an intricate show, uh, something that I will something else has to be going on besides the person on stage just rapping. Right. Like right. I said, Kendrick had, um, he had dancers there. He had choreo- he had choreography going. He had pyrotechnics going, like uh, fireworks and, and stuff, smoke going everywhere, like crazy light show, all that stuff. Like, you got to have mm. all that incorporated. I'm just looking now because it looks like Kanye for his Sunday service tickets. Um, and I guess those were in... California mostly, but you were paying anywhere from like three to five hundred. And then yeah. I just saw the most recent Drake concert tickets were roughly like two to six hundred. Um, I like a lot more variability, but seems both of them seem to charge quite a bit more um, than the Kendrick yeah. than this most recent Kendrick. But, but I would ex- I would like, expect again I would expect spectacles and again Kendrick's been gone for five years so you can't come out and just be like yeah. yo I'm charging the same thing that yeah that's true yeah, These dudes that test yeah J. Cole as low as 44 average of 136 from his last concert tour what's but Travis Cole, Cole also doesn't Cole done things like um the dollar in a dream tour where he charged a dollar for the tickets you know, so like yeah, Cole, Cole's um, one of those yeah. artists that you kind of like he'll purposefully lower the price because he wants his people is uh people to go. That's mm-hmm. been the point of contention is, is like again with all these seeing all these white people show up, uh, again with some of Beyonce's concerts, like those tickets going for like two grand. It's like you, you, you can only sell that to a certain person or a certain demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the people yeah. who actually support you and listen to your music can't even go to your shows. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like Travis says this is from SeatGeek can be found as low as 40, average of 123, but the 
last Astro World um, tickets were going for six eighty five with an average mm. price of nine ninety three when that yeah. whenever that concert was. So it sounds like they set the price at one thing, but um, by the time the concert starts, I'm sure they get. I swear it's like this. It's this re. It's this resale industry that's fucking everything up for people. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you know the artist resale industry. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> the companies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's young, true. That's and true. Young kids. They're buying their own. They're buying. They're they're making their own companies and buying their own stuff and reselling it. Mm. Yeah, young wealthy kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, now it's interesting. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Let's just you gonna say something else? No, I was gonna say Travis Scott had a uh, he had two shows in London and uh, nobody died. So, <laughs> so. That's a success. That's good. That's good. What do they put on construction sites? Zero days since an accident. <laughs> since the right. Accident just happened. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. No one getting trampled in dirty white, dirty white air forces. Yeah. Mm. Not that we heard about. Well, man, yeah. Well, next uh, we had a topic similar in the entertainment world. Um, Rashawn and I saw Nope. We wanted to give a quick, a quick little thought, a minute, a minute or two thoughts on that. Uh, we're no not spoilers spoil will be provided no here. No okay. spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. No. Reem hasn't <laughs> seen it yet, so we're not going to spoil it. But hopefully, uh, Reem sees it soon, and we can get into a. We can get into a debate about Yeah, go nope. see it today, you bum. <laughs> I got shit to do today. <laughs> what do you think, man? So what do you think, Sean? <clears throat> no um, spoilers. Don't spoil nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out a way to I just I'll just say my my reaction and my takeaway from the movie. Um didn't really make sense to me until we had our conversation um offline that I won't go into because Kareem hasn't seen it yet, but um, there's a lot of Easter eggs. I'll say that there's a lot of Easter eggs throughout the, the movie um, that really, when we talked about it really started to make sense to me. So I think Jordan Peele does a great job with every movie, his attention to detail with every little thing he's, he's always, providing the audience with a moment to just kind of think and um critique certain things and then also giving you the 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 creative leeway to come up with your own conclusions to the movie even if that's not necessarily what it is so yeah i tried my best bro that was a good one that was good that was good i appreciate my best i appreciate that so so similar to rashawn after watching the movie, for me, I came out the theater like, I don't know what I watched, but I know I watched something. Like, I know there's something there, deeper. Um, and so I, I walked out with, like, a mixed feeling of, I'm not sure I liked it, but I did like it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, I appreciated the performances by Kiki Palmer and uh, Daniel Kaluuya and... Uh, the guy who plays uh the the guy who plays the tech dude. I don't know his name, the actor's name, but I think his name is Angel in the movie. Um, I appreciated all their performances. I laughed. I, I was um 
the tense moments were tense. The jump scares made me jump. Like, I thought they did a good job like that. But again, like, in terms of what the movie was actually saying, it took me a second to actually figure that out. And when I did, I was like, oh, snap. I need to go watch this movie again. I haven't done that yet, but I want to. And I really enjoyed it. Like, retro, retroactively, I really enjoy it. And I, I really appreciate the message that he's um, that he's putting out there. Or the message I think he's putting out there. We can discuss that later because that's a little spoilery. And um, it just made me appreciate Jordan Peele and his ability to create from scratch. You know, in this world where we have so many um, movies and TVs and just entertainment vehicles that are from intellectual property, from pre-established intellectual property, being comic books or um, regular books, or, you know, even they're remixing old movies and bringing them back and stuff like that. Jordan Peele's making his own stories and not just his own stories, his own stories while putting black people and people of color um, in the front. And I think that's, that's, that does get, that does get brownie points for me. You know, I don't know if that makes me, I mean, I'll say, it doesn't make me biased, but it does make me look at it a different way. You know, I don't, I guess that makes me biased, but um, it makes me appreciate it. Uh, I think he does it well. And I think he does a good job. He could easily go out there and say, you guys like get out. Okay. I'm going to make five other movies like get out, mm-hmm. but he <laughs> keeps going and he gave us us, which was different. And now he gave us note, which is different. If you think it's going to be like Get Out or Us, it's going to be different. It's not what you expect. That's all I'll say. He produced well, yeah, that, um, Candyman too. He he produced it. He didn't um, direct it or write mm, it. Okay. Yeah, if that's if that's something that I could offer up to you, Reem, and viewers that are listening that haven't seen the movie yet, uh, don't go into it with the mindset that it's going to be like Get Out or Us. It is entirely its own entity its own message um and yeah man jordan pill is like rewriting the 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 game for like psychological thrillers bro like this shit is this shit is like to have a scary movie that's basically in the light the whole time like that's impressive that's that's next level that's That's next level stuff yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah there's some about like that that have that creative ability to kind of like think forward enough to know like how what their vision is and then to be able to create it in a way that's actually received well you know like and he's he seems to have done it pretty consistently at this point with the movies he's put out and just the work he's done um, and, it, and it, it's, it's shot it's shot on a it's shot on an IMAX camera 60 millimeter uh, footage which is important to the movie but it also oh, makes it look insane. it makes it look really good. Like it makes people don't shoot like that anymore because it's an encumbersome mm. camera. So people shoot digital and that's like shooting on film. Mm. And so it's it makes the movie look and feel like an older movie. Which again is kind of part of the but I won't get into that. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. What yeah, would you uh check it out. What do we used to do? One out of seven? Yeah. One I'll out of seven, a, would you I'll give it? A, I'll give it a 5.5 5 out of seven. Five to 5.5. 5. Mm. Initially, I would 
leaving <laughs> leaving the movie theater and i think my wife's reaction to the movie um influenced my initial uh rank for it i'd, I'd probably give it a, a one out of five i'd probably give it a five um on a one out of seven scale but now after seeing the reviews and stuff i, I definitely want to see the movie again um and i think it might go up to a six 6.5 so All right high praise high praise yeah yeah Yo, just go see the movie, bro. Just go see it today. Y'all, y'all did a good job, man. I, I, I have no fucking idea what this movie is about, and y'all did a good job not spoiling anything. So I appreciate that. You want to talk about somebody who spoils things, man? We got two people mm-hmm. who spoil things: AB <laughs> <A>, <laughs> and KD, <laughs> Antonio oh, Brown and Kevin Segway Durant, King. wilding out in the sports world. Really, Antonio Brown. Kevin Durant's just being Kevin Durant. I don't even want to lump him in with Antonio yeah. Brown. But well, but... and arguably AB is being AB, but <laughs> so they're both just bit they're just doing what they've been doing. But so AB had a post a couple of days ago um, from his official Twitter account, just random out of the blue. And so I'm just gonna read it. Um, he posted, My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to the Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with oh, frozen wow. feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for y'all to see something like that, like something like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. So out of the blue, just random post maybe, and then nothing. Radio silence. What, what? What's going on with this man? What's happening? This nigga is. It, you could tell he just be hanging out with Kanye, bro. Yep. There's <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to. Bro, he's on his music career. Yep. yep. There's the no accountability being taken. It's everybody else, and then I just can't happen to see the other side or the the impact of all the shit that I've done. But I'm gonna blame all these people. And I'm not going to answer anything. I'm not going to provide you with any explanation. And peace, I'm out. It, it sucks that he's, <laughs> such, that he's done such. I want to like him. I want to like him. But there's just some things that he has done that is inexcusable. Talking about the way he's. Some of the things he's gone through with his family and the way he treats his baby mother and, and whatnot. Just I can't excuse that stuff. But. Mm-hmm. When he does stuff like this, it's just so outlandish. It does make me want to root for him. It does, it does put in that that Kanye factor. I think I put it in the group like the narcissist in me loves this. Like I love that quote. Um, I think it's hilarious. Uh, but again, some of the other stuff I can't excuse. So I just hope I hope he finds the help that he he needs. But uh, yeah, like you said, AB just being AB. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I mean, like. I'm somebody who can appreciate confidence, like just bolstering confidence, but this, and like, we argue like, is this cockiness or confidence? This is just cockiness. Like this is not a supreme level of confidence. This is like a lack of awareness for the decisions he's made and the impact it's had on other people, regardless of if he feels like it's right or wrong, he needs to recognize like, you know, the things that he's done have had impacts on other people. 
And he doesn't seem to really do that, at least publicly. Maybe he's doing that privately. And um, I, I tell you guys all the time, like my biggest thing is I, I need people to be aware. Like if you're not self-aware, I really have problems with you. And AB continues, at least publicly, again, to show that he lacks self-awareness. And so a quote like this, I, I kind of agree with you, D. Like I can laugh at it and I kind of respect it because it is like, whoa, he really feels that way about himself. So like, it's good that he has that positive self-image, self-esteem, but like, man, it just, I, I don't really see a lot of accountability. I, yeah, it, it, it almost seems like that. I mean, it's, you, you don't want to ever diagnose or like say people have this or that, but like super full of themselves, super narcissistic, right? Mm. Kind of behaviors, like it's just, it's wild, but it's, it's comedy, it's media, you know? Like he had uh, a concert and he started a dance Mm -hmm. um and then braun and, and draymond were doing the dance in a video a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. like he's he's just moving on to the the music career and, and doing well apparently but yo I, that's i want to ask y'all about that what's up with draymond and braun they seem like they're mad close this summer huh bro they've been cool like i feel like since maybe since like 2018 probably like mm. i feel like they kind of squashed that after the Cavs won and realized like they both respect each other because Draymond's only been talking positively about Braun and his podcast and constantly like has his back against Skip, against all these other talk show hosts. Like Draymond's constantly been talking about Braun. Um, yeah. And I've seen them together a lot more, like you said. Yeah, well, well, to the other initials, K and D, <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant said uh, he went to the the Nets owner and said, it's either me, either trade me, or you fire Steve Nash and the general manager, Sean Marks, I think. Was it the general manager too? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Which is interesting because not too long ago, uh, Kevin Durant was advocating and almost holding hostage uh, the Nets organization to hire Steve Nash. But something must have happened in that relationship. And now uh, he wants him out of there. It's just such, like, bad optics for KD. Like, I get this is how he feels in the moment, and I can appreciate that. But, like, when you look at the history, it's just such a bad look for him, right? Like, I, I, can't, I can't get past that. Yeah, dude can't ever <sighs> – He's just been – it just seems like he can't get his way. When he doesn't get his way, he he just throws a tantrum. Yeah. Because, like, I, I look at it, like, I appreciate his honesty, like, especially on social media and just sometimes being blatant with kind of things. I can appreciate that. But then, on the other hand, it almost seems like he lacks, again, some awareness – so like he asked for, you know, Steve Nash to be there. It doesn't work out for a year, for two years. And now he wants him gone, which again, he has that right to. But then if he's going to get upset with how people are responding to that or what the reaction is, like you have to recognize that and just realize that's what's going to happen. Um, and I feel like my perspective, he still gets bothered by how people respond to him. Like he doesn't think that they're going to be upset with his decisions or have some, some reaction to it. Yeah, man, and I just, like, I think we all could have told 
KD and the Nets that hired Steve Nash was a bad idea. Like he was, he had one year of like internship with the Warriors and was just coming out of basketball. And then you want to make him the head coach of the Kyrie, KD, and James Harden Nets. Yeah, who who else were they considering during that during the hiring of the head coach? Wasn't it some? Was it a black? Was it a black coach or something like that? Was Mark Jones up for that? Uh, not Mark Jones. Uh, Mark, Mark Jackson? Jackson. I'm not sure. I feel like they got Mark Jackson to fuck up out of here, bro. After them. Yeah, because he's homophobic. Homophobic comments. Bro, his his name gets put in every <laughs> coaching like carousel, but he 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 won't get a job. Like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, never. The Brian Scalabrini snitched on him. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah now that's crazy but y'all think katie gets traded or you think he's gonna i think the nets that's if you trade i yeah i think you gotta keep him because i feel like the nets owner if he trades him is just gonna look like a punk depending on where mm-hmm. he trades him to yeah trade him to utah <laughs> trade him to utah <laughs> uh yeah, he could he could do that and just say we're gonna just screw over the nets, but we're gonna make KD's life miserable for a year at least. <laughs> to the the Kawhi treatment. <laughs> I they really sent Kawhi to Canada. That's kind of crazy. And he won a championship. I was just thinking about that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they should do. Yo, random subject. Y'all been paying attention to uh Devontae Murray or DeJounte Murray? Bro, can we talk about that real quick? Bro? What's, going, some, what's going on? <laughs> that's some yeah, yo, he's on some sucker shit, bro. I don't know what's up with him. Like who Everything. that whole situation with what's that the young man's name from Duke? I should know this. Paulo oh, uh, last name. Ranchero. Yeah. You're you're playing in a in a um pro amateur league during the summer, obviously. Your team is obviously a lot more stacked than the team that Paulo's playing on and you're you're pressed for what you have something to prove against a dude who like looked up to you and you're going 110% in this league are they from the same area i think i think they're both from um seattle, seattle. yeah and then you guys take then he takes it to to ig he's going back and forth with Paulo like he says he's gonna blow Paulo's back out. Yeah, nah, that's yeah. yeah that's, that's wild. <laughs> interesting choice that's of wild. words. Yeah, it's interesting something had words. to have happened. Like something happens outside that had him just upset going into that game. I think from what I've heard, there was like some back and forth, like throughout the game, and I, I guess he felt pressed by the way Paulo was carrying himself of being like the number one pick. Um. And he just felt like Paulo was above or he felt like he was better than everyone because he was the number one draft pick. Oh, so nice. I mean, that nigga is. <laughs> Yo, he still dropped 40 on you. So I, I don't. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It's one thing to try and humble a young dude, but he, he went above and beyond how he tried to go about it. Yeah. He when tried that, to disrespect them, bro. Whenever that yeah. happens, it's just like, this is going to backfire. Like, yeah. This is the stuff that this is the stuff that's gonna be in Paulo's documentary, being like, and I took that personally. Then Popovich <laughs> is just gonna be there, like, told that nigga. That's why we traded him. 
Like, because yeah. <laughs> Paulo, yeah, he's, he's going toe to toe with the with the big dogs right now. He was the one with him and uh, Donovan Mitchell. That was a nice little back and mm-hmm. forth too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should be solid. The Donovan yeah, Mitchell man. broke the rim on him. Where where's he gonna end up? Um, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Maybe Miami. Miami and New York. I think you want. I think you, you might see end New, up York, in New York. New York. Bro. New York's pro am team. I mean, uh, Jalen Brunson. Julian oh, they Brunson. lost, bro. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. 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 It's not, was... it's not a good look. Yeah. Niggas just got off of work. <laughs> and you got that <laughs> work. <laughs> it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, you know, in the spirit of Mook, man, you know, I tell you, I tell you all, listen, you know, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tune in and give us a listen. And it's dots up, man. Y'all have any last any last words, fellas? Mm, nah. <laughs> nope. I got something because I got oh, triggered, okay. man. Chance to rap a yeah, bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want my money back. Now I got Yo, my money Rashawn back. Yo, Rashawn is 0 for 2. For, he, he, went, he went Logic, and then he went Chance. Logic wasn't a good one. I get, I, I, I take that one on the chin. But, you know, Chance was trying to do something special for my wife at the time, and you came out with a trash-ass album. You're a sucker oh, for that. <laughs> All right, Joe. It's been another episode of Off the Rip. All the family fuck up split. All the minds cut rocked it. All that trying to look low, it's too late for you. It's too late for me.